This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode does not contain spoilers to our knowledge. There are discussions surrounding bullying, sexual assault, eating disorders, microaggressions towards marginalized communities, including POC and BIPOC. For full list, please see show notes. And welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing the 2004 cult classic. This is Mean Girls, directed by Mark Waters and written by Miss Tina Fey. And it's also based on the book Queen Bees and Wannabes by Rosalind Wiseman. So I have so many confessions about this movie. And the first one that I will say is that I had never, had never watched this movie all the way through without interruptions, without it being unedited uh, before last night. Last night was the first time I saw this all the way through. I was shocked when you told me that this morning because we we reference it so much through memes, through like gifs slash gifs, however you say it. I mean, we went to the Broadway. We went to the Broadway with the original cast. I mean, so when you said you're like, this is the first time I actually sat through uninterrupted, alone. Well, that must have been at your ex- like how you reacted when I told you I never saw a Knight's Tale or like half the movies we've done so far. Well, when you suggested doing this movie, I was like, ooh, yes, because I knew I was sitting on this like knowledge that that I had, you know, <laughs> my behavior was going to be like very interesting for you. So what I did this morning is I made a list of all the movies that I was interested in when this movie came out. So I fully admit, this is my confessions, that I missed this movie when it came out and instead, I was very obsessed with Saved, Eurotrip, um, Garden State, I Heart Huckabees came out during this time, and then Shrek 2, Life Aquatic, um, Team America. <laughs> fuck yeah! Although not fuck yeah right now. Fifty-first uh, Dates, and Shaun of the Dead. So that is where I was in 2004. Like, that's where my head was. I was not in... The 2004 that was Mean Girls, what is it? Confessions of a... Confessions of a Jama Queen? Or Shopaholic? I'm not sure. One of oh, the Confessions com- of a Shopaholic was based One on of the book. Confessions was in 2004. <laughs> um, I did not see 13 Going on 30, Princess Diaries 2, New York Minute, Cinderella Story, First Daughter, Ellen Enchanted, The Prince of Me, Chasing Liberty. I didn't see any of those. Any of those, any of those, any of those. Um, so... I just I just missed out, right? So that that's like the bad bitch genre. I was not in the bad bitch genre. I was in the like, I don't know, very stuck up, pretentious kind of side. So I missed this classic. That's what I'm saying. So I'm re- rectifying that now. So I am so stoked to go through this with you, Jess, because you love this. And if You're I were like the highbrow part of like New York Magazine, <laughs> and I'm just like a minute. It was, you know, it was a mistake, obviously. Like, I am not saying that, like, I, you know, am I better? I feel it? the other way. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm not, like, this cultured person. I like this shit. Like, 
No, it's the, it's the TikTok sound of like, how do you feel to be like an elitist New Yorker? <laughs> like, I feel awesome. Like, it feels awesome. I don't want to say that because it doesn't because I missed out on this gem. But I am glad that I get to watch it um, uh, as an adult and view it through an adult lens with you, Jess, who loved it. And if I remember correctly, saw this in the theater. Yeah, let's. We won't age myself of how old I was when I saw it in the theater, but I definitely saw it in the theater, um, and I enjoyed it. I had fun. I, I mean, to it's still quotable to this day. And but that being said, as we've been doing, like watching certain things as an adult, it, it, it's twofold, right? Because it's like, is it a cult classic? Yes. Did it age well? Not so much. And I, in, in a lot of aspects, and in one specific aspect, um, it actually did age pretty well. But in the sense of, um, I usually like all the rewatches have been like on one of those like e-movies we love. So the, so the stuff that didn't age well, I forgot about because it's so edited out. Like you have the hard R's, you have the homophobia when it comes to lesbians, not so much Damien, like everybody praises Damien, but like you forget about like some of the social, like just, just where society was in 2004 still, even with Will and Grace at like the front and at the lead in prime time, but it was still so much work still needs to be done. So it's not even like a past thing. It still needs to be done. All the microaggressions, toward people of color and this I, I was just like ooh this there is no way this would have been produced now or gotten by a writer's room and also like why 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 i i, I just i just go back to that like why did it have to because film is a reflection of society so like that is what society was like at that time like that yeah, that's like sociology whatever but um, why were we like that? Like, yeah. it, you know, I, I think that's more of it's like, why did we think that was funny? Because it's not Tina's fault. It's not the mm. it's not the author's fault because, it's you know, it's based on a book. Like, it's just what society thought was funny at the time. And it is uh, now it is uh, yeah. now. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, we still use the memes. I mean, we were talking about that prior to the episode. It's just like it's so ingrained in our culture um, or at least specifically you can say with like a millennial culture or like people you're even gen z who grew up with like millennial siblings or like whatever the transition is the same you mean the same thing could be said with harry potter you know showing younger generations stuff that you know people watch growing up but it's still like you you had said it had been a while since you we all have done a full scene like a full watch through but then when you you have the gifs and the and the and the memes and the videos and you kind of you know pull from like these pop culture references anytime something a current situation is going on you feel like you've watched the movie a million times yes the entire movie can be broken up into memes the basically the the whole thing but I remember a very specific time on Tumblr, you know, Super Hulock Tumblr, oh. where it was, you know, pictures of River and it was like her hair is so big because it's full, of, you, you know, like, oh, yeah. so it, it all come, it all, it all comes back together. So it's, yeah. all, it's all very important. So let's, I mean, oh, even on TikTok now, you're yes. like, let's rock this bitch. And then everybody's like, especially like not just TikTok, but like any fandom with book talk, you're, you're matching the sounds with like the characters are like, oh, that was totally be X, Y, or Z. So, I mean, it's still like very, like we said, very ingrained in our culture today 
Well, and every Halloween, of course, we have Lindsay uh, doing her her voiceover of Girl World and the rules. So that being said, um, Jess, take us through this movie, please. I think it's important that we just run through the characters. You have Katie. She's a homeschooled student. Well, she was homeschooled until transferring to North Shore, her junior year of high school. Then you have the three plastics. You have Regina. You have Gretchen. You have Karen. You also have um, Damien and Janice, who are BFFs and, you know, background. Also, Janice used to be best friends with Regina at middle school. Um, And then you have Tina Fey as... The like the math teacher, you have Tim Meadows as the principal, and we get Aaron Samuels, who October third, everybody knows is Mean Girl Day, or if you don't, now you do. <laughs> and I feel oh, and then like you have Ka- you have Katie's parents who have been te- you know working overseas in Africa for the last sixteen years, and then she gets that that was just like I, I feel like that should be that. That I wanted to question was then all of a sudden she got tenure at Northwestern, but I thought you had to be with the university for X amount of time to get tenure. So then I started overthinking and thinking, well, maybe she was doing the studying in, in Africa under Northwest. I had a lot, <laughs> I want to talk to Sam about that. I was like, how does tenure work in a university? Well, if you want to be a little more like nitpicky about it, it is um, weird that it is a very American way of thinking to be like, I lived in Africa. Like, there are so many countries in Africa. Do you, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's like when it it is a European pet peeve. European listeners, I hear you. When uh, Americans say like I'm going to Europe because it's like a whole fucking continent. It's like okay, where are you going? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to summer in Europe. It's like, okay, yeah, mm, okay. I studied abroad in Europe for this. Yeah, it's no, like, where, you studied, did you, where did you I studied go? In Spain. Yeah, where did you go? Um, it's the same thing with Africa. Um, you know, it's like, mm. and it's regionally completely, no matter, like, yeah. So it's like, a huge fucking continent. Yeah, so like, Katie, where were you? <laughs> because I, you know, I'm looking at your pictures. I see, I, I can generalize, but. Uh, and I'm not going to, but I could. So I don't know. It is just in a very, you can very much tell that the writers are American and it is a pet peeve of international listeners. I hear you. I had to say it. I had to say it. Do you think, I mean, I know we're not going to get to the movie just yet, but I'd like to think that you see more of that representation in the writer's room now to, or like at least research to say somebody's lifting their hand up to be like, mm, I don't, I don't think we just have to be more accurate in portrayals of things. And that's still, I mean, even we talk about that in our Moana episode a little bit, the wrongs that were wronged and how um, that studio is working toward progressing to bet, you know, to be more inclusive and to be more accurate in the portrayal of, uh, of cultures. Okay, so now we hit our main characters. Of course, you get into, like, the social structure later into the movie. But here we are at the beginning. And Katie walks in. To the, she's she's walking into her first day of school. Wait, she's been home. She almost gets hit by a bus. We cannot, oh, we cannot do almost. this very lovely um, um, bookend situation that we have here. It's bookend storytelling where we have the foreshadowing three times of uh, or twice through of the bus. Um, and then, it, you know. So in the very beginning, Katie steps off the curb and almost gets hit by a bus. Right. Very so poetic. she almost gets hit by a bus, doesn't. 
um, keeps walking, goes into school. She has only known homeschool her whole life. She's been with different cultures, very community um, centric cultures. You know, you find that out where she's like, if you go to the bathroom, you just go do what you want to do. Or if you're getting educated, everybody's being educated at the same time. And she, so she thinks everybody's going to be warm and accepting. And she's like, hi, you might've heard about me. Nobody gives a fuck. This isn't Buffy's high school. Um, I'm new here. And she's like, touch me again. I'm going to fucking kill you. And here we are. She's like, oh, this, no, this isn't what, this is anything what I thought it was going to be. And even when she gets home from school that day, her parents are like, oh, are the kids nice? She goes, nope. She goes, but did you make friends? Yep. And they're so confused also because they think that also shows that they've, how long that they've been away from the culture that, 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 oh, what do you mean people aren't nice? You're new. Uh Uh-uh. Very relatable, that bathroom eating scene by yourself. Been there. That was like, ugh. Felt that. That's another bookend scene that is mirrored very completely after Katie um, falls out of favor. I liked the German teacher yelling at us in the beginning. It was just like a very nice, I was just like, oh, yes. Yes, just in case I, you know, thought I was over being yelled at by German women. No, no. Um, you know, no, no, back back at it. Uh, I, I like how Katie kind of says that, like, not trusting kids kind of turns them into a bully by, like, suppressing all of everybody's freedom kind of leaves them with no way to um, express themselves by having to like regiment everything that they do. So they kind of turn on each other and turn into bullies. I thought that was really interesting um, how they kind of put that in at the very beginning Um, to get a function. How do we feel about to get a function? I'm kind of like, is it so, is it so culturally ingrained in us as a joke that it is okay I kind of feel like I'm with Janice where it's like, it's only okay if I say that, like, and not towards a general community. Like, it's just like when you talk shit, I don't want to say talk shit, but it's like there was a part at the end of this movie where they were like, have you ever talked shit about your friends behind their back? And I was kind of like, but I've said it to their face also. So that there was like some so that was also like, well, no, because I was like, hey. Get your shit together. What's your life plan? And I also said it to like my other friend, like, what's her life plan? So <laughs> I've kind of, I feel like we've all been there. I don't feel like that's a form of bullying. Or like when you have family, you're like, it's okay if you talk shit about your family, but not anybody else. I don't know. I, I, I do partly think that it's just like they're just like the microaggressions in this movie that what it like, where is the line, I guess? And that's like the whole conversation. Yeah, yes. th- this whole movie could be like, "Where's the line?" Um, yeah, to get a function, it, it, ooh. Uh, but God, do I love Lizzie Kaplan! I love Lizzie Kaplan so much. I love that she was like based on um, Kelly Osbourne for like her look. It's just fantastic. Um, oh yeah, I went through all of the like facts that you should know. I went on Reddit for facts I should know. I got them. So I'll sprinkle them in as oh, they I come up. Oh, I can't wait because I didn't do any of it. I'll sprinkle them in as they come up or as I remember them. Um, but yeah, Lizzie Kaplan's look was based on uh, Kelly Osbourne and Janice is a real person and it was the first musical guest in SNL and that is why Tina did that. So that is another one that I would just sprinkle in there. Uh, I like the health class that we get. Um, you know, don't have sex and you will die. Very good. Um, I cackled, I cackled to the moon and back, (laughs) to the moon and back when they, 
I say they, when Regina is introduced, right? And she's being described and she's saying like she's flawless. Her hair is insured, whatever. Her favorite movie is Varsity Blues. I, <laughs> I like to the moon. I was cackling. And then I started doing the impressions and then it was just over for me. Like, I don't want Yola. It was, I was done. I was done. <laughs> That's such um, a good one. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was just like, Varsity Blues. Oh, my God. Varsity Blues. Editor Sam, do you remember Varsity Blues? I don't want your left. I don't want your left. It turned into this whole... <laughs> it turned into this whole thing. So it was really, really fantastic. Um, the... I like the rundown that we have of, like, Karen Gretchen and Regina and just, like, their intros, too. Um, I have seen articles that suggest that Janice is the villain here or that Katie is the villain here. And have you also seen these? I've heard the Katie ones, mm-hmm. not the Janice ones. I've seen, oh, I told, I was on fucking Reddit, man. And Reddit was That's all That's where like, all the shit is, apparently. Yeah, we were like, Janice is a bad friend. She was never really friends with Katie. She just wanted to use her as an in to get her revenge on Regina and after like everything with Regina, it, it like this this whole like thing. well that's a me that's immediately how it starts off where she doesn't have any friends and then she was just asking for um, directions and she's like oh it's in the back building and she's like I'm your friend would I try to get my friend in trouble no you just talked to me five seconds ago that doesn't make you my friend but like maybe that's just me being an adult yeah <laughs> so I'm like no you're. I asked you for directions. That's nothing to me. It is interesting. So uh, maybe kind of have that in the back of your head as we go through. But spiraling from that, I think that's a good tipping point of like, Caddy, Katie, even <laughs> says, in the, I know, I'm going to do that throughout the whole thing, even says in that moment internally, she goes, like, who who am I to bite the hand that feeds me, basically? Because she's so desperate for friends. She's so desperate for inclusion in this place that... um that isn't accepting to her, that isn't nice to her. Like, she, in a way, is like Gretchen, where Gretchen is highly aware, at least, it's better to be included than to be on the outs. And Katie kind of did that in her own way. She's like, well, it's better to have friends than to be rocking solo. So, like, you see that, like, lack of um, self-confidence a little bit there and uncertainty of this, like, new world that she's entering. It's very true and and like so relatable. I think I think part of the staying power of this movie, uh, you know, just taking away anything that is problematic is that I think everyone went through at least some part of this. If you went to uh, like an American high school situation. And even if that wasn't the situation, I think that was what I was going to say was like the thing that did age well is like. That mean girl mentality or mean person mentality, like, that's still, like, as much as you like to pretend it doesn't exist, it still exists. And it doesn't just exist in a school system either. No, it doesn't. But in the school system, damn, does it start early. It starts way earlier. So I started getting bullied in sixth grade. I started getting bullied really hard, really hard in sixth grade. Um, but the bullying kind of started by the older kids, not the kids in my class in fifth oh. grade. Um, yeah. Mine started so, at in sixth grade by the kids in my class. Yeah. So because like I moved. So 
I, I was being Always bullied. Fucking moving. I was being bullied by the older kids when I was in fifth grade, and then I moved, and then I moved, and then I was the new girl for a little bit. But then, like, I'm just weird. And then I was bullied very, very badly um, until oh, I was low key bullied by the same people from sixth grade until high school, until senior year of high school. Yeah. It's always the same. And they're also the same people who are probably like, hey, haven't heard from you in a while. Do you want to, like, lean into my pyramid scheme? Uh, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> uh, they also said, like, hey, do you want to go come to the high school reunion? And I said, hey, if I wanted to talk to you, I fucking would. Did I love you so much? I did. Full stop. Send. And they haven't bothered me about paying dues or anything. It's been quite nice. Why should you? Why am I going to give you money? Why am I going to give people money who hate me? Yeah. Why am I going to? If And it goes back to like just like the people you talk about. If I wanted to talk to you, I would. I, you'd be in You'd be in my little text. I'd be texting you. I'd be DMing you. They don't have phones oh, yeah. very, very much in Mean <laughs> Girls, which is really, really nice. Which is- uh, phones are minimum. Because we, and it's fantastic. I bring that up because I really want to make sure that we touch on the three-way caller um, (laughs) trauma. It is trauma. It is middle school trauma that that is. But we are not there yet. We are in the cafeteria. And the cafeteria does the wonderful thing that is very clicky and uh, tropey and breaks everything up for us. We have some gross, um, you know, eating disorder jokes. But then we have, we have Regina um, saying, like, go shave your back. And the way that she says it is just so like it's like ASMR. I just love it. I just <laughs> it's just fan, it's just fantastic. I Rachel McAdams is really great here. Like I have no criticism for Rachel McAdams. Just fantastic. Actually, I would say the acting the acting is spot on by everyone. Mwah. No problems. Yeah, no problems. I mean, they are they embody their characters, and Rachel McAdams in general is just like such a great character actor too. Her whole resume is just it's beautiful. It, it really is. Uh, something that is. Oh, I don't know. Do you think "fetch" is a beautiful word? Do you like that? I think I love it. I love it. I would still say. I mean, I know the joke was like, uh, you know, stop making fetch happen. It's never going to happen. I think because of this movie, you can say fetch and people automatically know it, it's a positive, it's in a positive connotation. And it's just like the girls who got to get it, you know? So the whole um, Regina, Katie, uh, Gretchen, and uh, Karen lunch like thing, that whole meat situation is in itself a meme. Like, oh, so you agree that you're really pretty? Like, you can't just ask people why you're white. Like, all of that, all of that is a meme. So it's all pretty fantastic. That is the first mention that we have of Fetch. I numbered them. So that is that is the first one. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, also, the Danny DeVito joke later on <laughs> in the bathroom. Like, it's not like... Ugh. It is not funny, but I laugh at it every single time. <laughs> I I'd say it to people. I'm like, oh my uh, God. like, and I know, like, I know that Danny DeVito himself would think that it is like funny. Like, he's yeah. a wonderful man. Like, we love love Danny DeVito. Always funny. Yes, but but it is just like really <laughs> that's so mean. That would really hurt my feelings if somebody said that to me because I am quite short. I'd be like, oh my god, no. and that like I was trying to be like, where. Where did it come from? Like, that's the comment that he wanted to say. Like, because, you know, I feel like 
at first I feel like he meant it with love, but then rewatching it, I was like, I think he didn't want her bothering them. <laughs> so I was like, what was she wearing? She's wearing like a vest and like a pantsuit. Yeah, and her hair's like, tied back. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Now. It's it's just it's just so it's just so funny. It's just so funny. Um we have girl world rules. We have rules of feminism. Uh we have we have this whole thing with Katie and math. How do we feel about this? Well, I wanted to ask you, did you I mean, I guess it's a question for the end. Um so I'll hold I'll hold that thought. But I I think it's just just it's a movie that shows it's the portrayal of m- people aren't going to like you if you're smart, you know, um, which is why she starts dumbing herself down um, just to get Aaron's attention. So she's like, oh, you want to tutor me? Which is why I loved throughout the whole tutoring. She's like, wrong, wrong, wrong. But, um, but, I, but I do feel like some of, you know, depending on where you went to school, there is that, you know, the smart people are the, the quote unquote nerds and that's not cool. Um, I was lucky that I, that wasn't the case at my high school. Like our jocks had better GPA, like they, they were in, you know, they had 4.2s and I was like, you know, straddling at a three, eight. So, you know, I think it's different for everyone. I just, it's the stereotype that you see in Clueless and that you had brought up uh, before recording Jawbreaker. It's the stereotypes that people have that are out there and they're stereotypes for a reason because they, they do exist in some places. They really do. And you know what? what is going out of style in some places is shopping malls. And this whole get in, loser, we're going shopping, shopping mall sequence took me straight fucking back to to going to the mall with my friends and just like just thinking that you're hot shit, right? Just thinking that you're hot shit walking around the mall. Oh my God. All of it. All of it. All of it. It was just so much fun. I, I think um, uh, my note here is the mall. It looks like a relic because the way that they are looking in at the, the fountain, she's like, this is like the watering hole. And everybody starts like looking like animals and stuff. I was just like, this reminds me of the way that the malls were portrayed in the last season of Stranger Things, because uh, the the malls were like new in the eighties, I was like, "Oh my god, that it's the, 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 the. and it just it was like, "Oh, old," because I associate malls with old now. Yeah, I, I mean, I still go. To, I I love I love a mall. It was one of the things that I really missed during COVID. Was just I I don't even have to buy anything. I like do I love putting my headphones on or one headphone on safety safety people safety. um go I, I, like I would say like I'm gonna go for a lap and I do the first and I do the bottom. I also am the person who I like trying on clothes before purchasing them. So I'd like to try them on in the store and then I'd go online and order it. So when I knew nobody else had touched the clothes, <laughs> it was weird. Um, I, I, I still like them all. I still like them all. But it's sad if you go to them because there's so many empty they're em- stores. They're going out, exist. right? They're going out. You know, e-commerce, there's such a focus because, hey, you don't have to. You know, I think that's a lot. Just That's just like a COVID thing that people realize we can like, how can we save even more money if we could function with online sales? Um, yeah, but I love, but it is anytime you see like a mall scene now, it really feels um, 
you, you kind of it's no longer just small rats of the 90s like it yeah feels like- <laughs> it feels dated it feels dated um regina's house kind of felt a little bit dated but that's just because like whatever but um amy poehler oh my god amy poehler amy poehler she's a cool mom right she's a cool mom uh, there's no alcohol in this, but if you if you want a little, it's fine. Because if you want to drink, I'd rather you just do it in the house. Did you um, know parents like that? Yes, I knew parents yes. like that. Yes, <laughs> right. I knew I read, under supervision. Yeah, as long well, as you, you grow, you're not driving anywhere tonight. Yeah. You can, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, two exactly, two parents like that, and they were pretty amazing. Uh, so so fantastic. Like the sisters dancing to uh, what? Kalisa's um, milkshake. My milkshake. Um, she's got the radio on. And of course, we have all of Amy Poehler's like really fantastic scenes. The The way that they got the dog to bite her nipple is by pinning the sausage underneath her shirt so that the dog would bite the nipple. Um, she said it was very aggressive, um, okay. but also like hysterical. That's how they did that. Um, just really funny stuff. But then we get the burn book. Um, the burn book, I have, you, I kind of have it. Oh, it's. Oh, there's my finger. Yeah, it's there. I, I have see it, it hanging up. Um, Jess and I went to the to the Broadway show, so I have the burn book. There's my version. R.I.P. Um, COVID killed it. R.I.P. COVID killed it. But I knew girls that did this in middle school. Yeah, the same too. girls that ended up really bullying me. <laughs> oh, up, I'm so surprised. Yeah, so, uh, shocking, shocking. Um, had stuff like this. Uh, in their their like houses and stuff. So this seeing this was just like oh my god middle school trauma. But the the way that Janice says like oh my god you're in it you have to like steal the book like steal the book and tell me everything that's happening like with the burn book and everything. Um, yeah, she really was like using Katie the whole time, and Katie's just gullible. Yeah, yeah. So Katie doesn't know any better. See, this is the thing. Like Reddit, God bless Reddit. Uh, but Janice is like steal the book. Steal the book. Hang out with them. Tell me everything that we're going to do, like everything that they're doing, that we're going to sabotage them. So she's like using them all as the revenge plot. I'm not saying that Janice isn't upfront about this, but we don't know the extent of like Janice's trauma with Georgina right. until like the end. Right. Um. So because they just say like something happened. Well, and it's sprinkled in because Damien would, would say like, oh, she had every girl. Can you imagine every girl signing a petition about you? No. Yes, I can. And, like, at thirteen, like, like, yeah. At thirteen, yeah. Yes. And I guess yes, I can. Like, it's just like, it's like because you can't just be like I'm over it because you're not. Because if you were so over it and indifferent about it, you wouldn't be going through this whole revenge yeah. plot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it is. It is just a. It's just a way. It's just a way. It's a way. Um. The two types of evil. The two types of evil are what? The people that do evil and the people that see evil and... Do nothing about it. Do nothing about it. <sighs> okay. I have an issue. Jesse, you and I talked about it. I have an issue with the way that teacher Miss Tina Fey is presented. Uh, and it is not a criticism about Tina. It's not a criticism about the book. It's not a criticism about anything. It is just a criticism about teachers in general. Okay. Um... Tina, as a teacher, is portrayed as divorced, sad, broke. Her car sucks. Um, she runs extracurricular. She has a job at the mall um, to pay for stuff. And she's, like, just burnt out and just miserable, right? Also, the principal kind of, like, creepily, I will say sexually harasses her only because he does it on a school setting. And that's gross. If they were two consenting adults outside of it, that's fine. But, like, she has her shirt off and, like, you know. Um 
she just like the way teachers' lives are presented as bleak. I know it's accurate, but it's also <laughs> just like, damn, you know, like, damn, that it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And I know that a group of people like watching this when it came out, like as children, are just like, oh, as a teacher, whatever, whatever, whatever. But as an adult, you're just like, damn, why is it still like this? Yeah, <sighs> that's. Well, I'll get off my soapbox now. No, because, like, even when Tina Fey sees them at the mall, everybody's working their job. She's like, oh, this, I know this must be really awkward. I'm, I'm a person. I made a joke. You can laugh. I get that it's weird because I'm a teacher. Because, it, like you said, as a kid, if you saw somebody outside of work, if you saw, like, your teacher out in life, be like, you're like, oh, my, my worlds are colliding. This doesn't exist. <laughs> Since we're talking about trauma, we're talking about middle school trauma. Um, I have severe middle school trauma of three-way calls of somebody on the other line while they're while somebody else is talking to you and and they're talking to you about something and you say something and then the other person that's been silent the whole time gasps and then it's just drama at the skating rink. Um, that's what it was for me, exactly. That, that is that is my specific experience. Drama at Dreamland. Um, but did you have did you have three way calls situations like this? Um, not to my not to my recollection. I I middle school was not was not kind. Middle school was not kind. It wasn't until like. May eighth grade, you know, when you're graduating, that it got a little bit better. Um, and then everybody, and I'm like in hindsight, like, why was I so focused on trying to be friends with these people who were nasty to me for three fucking years? Oh my gosh, I finally found friends again. They were shitty, or like, I feel accepted. It was finally like you got accepted through you earn you felt like you conquered a battle you battled this whole time and you made it and now it was just like ripped from me all over again and again in hindsight i'm like who was i i wasn't a com i was not a confident person so i was like taking those morsels of like that approval and acceptance and everything we all have trauma <laughs> we all we all have <laughs> The, the deep, deep middle it's school deep, trauma. It's deep. I'm just gonna laugh it off as this was like, oh, it was, it wasn't anything. Okay, so just tell me about October third, Girl World, and Halloween. Uh, October, my Mean Girls. Okay, so I love. I, I don't know. I love Halloween. Some people do. Some people don't. I, you know, luckily Book Talk has um, opened me up to this, and Con Life has opened me up to it. That you don't have to wait till Halloween to dress up of the people that you like to like portray. Um, but at this time and even like society by society standards, it still feels like Halloween and October in general is the only time that you can, it's socially acceptable to dress up, it's socially acceptable to just a little, I'll say promiscuous because I don't want to slut shame, but that's what they do in the movie. It's all the slut shaming. You know, that's also something that, you know, looking back, you're like, why, why are we slut shaming in general? And even one of the other girls was like, I use a super tampon because I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. Why is there a rumor saying that I'm a whore, you know, or with the three way call? Oh, they don't like Karen because she's a slut. And Karen's like, what is happening? 
she's like she's not she, okay she's like she she gets her first cousin like that doesn't make you a slip tell me about the party because she's a mouse duh she's a mouse duh uh Katie didn't get the memo, so she dresses up what she knows Halloween to be scary, goes to the party, and then that's when the mean girl, like, what Katie finally learns about the mean girl's shit that that Regina is on. So she sees Regina kissing the guy that she likes when she said she was going to like, that she was going to tell him that she liked him too, and she's already, like, kind of getting indoctrinated into the mean girl's stuff with the first three-way call. Um, aren't you mad that Gretchen told me? And she's like, I guess it was a little bitchy, but, like, she likes attention. Like, ugh, ugh. And then you just kind of see it flush out, so she immediately goes to Janice and Damien, says, like, shit's on, we're fucking going, like, this is, how do we do it? Because she goes, I know how it would be handled, I know how everything would be handled in Animal World, but this is Girl World, and you have to play a little, like conniving i hate saying it but like I, I hate saying it but that's what happens you know she's like what are like what makes the person who they are and how do we take them down yeah and how do you take them down you take them down you take regina down by getting rid of aaron getting rid of her hot body i do like that they put it in like quotes they were like like standard hot body yeah um, and then get rid of the army of skanks which is like <laughs> Okay. Again, again, like okay, okay, okay. Um, and how do they do that? They have to crack Gretchen, right? They're like, we just have to crack Gretchen. She's the one. Um, say crack again, crack, crack, <laughs> crack. It's just, it's just good. You know what it reminded that scene reminded me of in The Lion King, where they're like, say it again, and they go Mufasa. <laughs> it's just good. It's just good. Um, oh, I didn't mention fetch number two. Fetch number two is when they're in the mall. Fetch number three. Oh, oh that's where she starts rolling her eyes. Yes. Fetch yes. number three um, is around the, the talent show. Yeah, the Jingle okay. Bell Rock, which um, the outfits are plastic. It is just a funny little, like, they're the, you know, pla- they they never call themselves the plastics. They never refer to themselves as the plastics. Everybody the, else refers everybody to Everybody else them. does. But right. these um, Jingle Bell outfits are made of plastic. Um but we get the the iconic, I say iconic in quotes, just because like Ariana Grande, the, the whole thing um, with the, the, the music and uh, the whole thing. It reminded me when when the music cuts and Lindsay starts singing, it reminded me a thousand percent of burlesque when the music cuts and Christina starts singing. I was just like, this is a trope that I didn't know I liked. <laughs> I didn't know I liked this trope. But it's a trope, and I like I it. I didn't even realize it was a trope. Oh, I love when Christina sings in Berlin. Right? But, like, it's obviously, so if it happened twice... <laughs> I guess so. We also get the story of Regina and Janice, as we said, like, best friends, eighth grade, um, got jealous, why are you obsessed with me, lesbian, all of that stuff. And I got defensive for Janice in that moment because, as because like, as, as girls' girls, we get, like... I would be that I would be upset too like oh you're making not in a jealousy like a romantic way but I'm like you're focusing all this time for some dick I mean obviously they're in 8th grade but like even like people we know now like don't come running around to me 4 months later because you forgot your friends right right yes like that's yes. what that's so I was like protective of Janice in that moment like and I still think that like I, I don't think it was like a romantic jealousy thing I think it was like 
How, like, where what the have hell? you been? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I understand that too, but I also understand being like 13. Like, right. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, very, we love the dance here, right? Like, it's weird. And everyone like says that it's weird with like the, because they do the whip, you know, with the, and they're in very provocative outfits for like, oh, the public jingle, school. your talent shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird. We all, you know, we're moving, we're moving past. We're not objectifying. We're moving past. We're moving past. Gretchen cracks. The, her whole thing with, like, the hoop earrings makes me so sad, right? I had a pair of white gold hoop earrings from my oh, grandmother. Just <laughs> I like, always think of that. Oh, gosh. Um, the, uh, the, the gross kind of, like, weird subplot with the teacher hooking up with the Asian underage girls. Uh, gross. And it, then they joked about it, even. They were like, yeah. oh, well, with... It turned out to be true. true. Now yeah. we have to investigate everything. What? I don't like that. Um, I, I don't. I don't really like that at all. But then we have Katie plotting again with Janice, and we have the the Swedish nutrition bar situation where they're like, <laughs> "Give Regina, you know, okay, like the calcium bars." Yeah, I think it's important that we remember that this is two thousand four. Like, I like. I remember in 2004, not at, at least in my house, like not everybody had an individual computer. We had the family computer we did, you know, we, we worked on. So now, like I just got, fin- I just finished like a mafia book and there was like some Russian words. So every time I didn't understand something, I would um, go to Google Translate. And sometimes I'll do that. Like if you're like... If you like, if I learn a new word in German that you send me, I'm like, oh, I don't know that one yet. I'll go over to Google. So Regina doesn't have that capability to know anything else. And she's it's just to her. It's just a nutritional bar. She doesn't know that Katie is playing the game now. So she's like, oh, she's this innocent bystander um, to like go out to Barnes and Noble and look up Swedish. (laughs) But she's not. She's being manipulated more or less. By Janice to, you know, help her revenge plot. But Katie is kind of growing into her own here. And th- that scene in particular, um, Katie is, uh, she says, like, um, I keep talking about Regina and like, oh. I can't, I can't make myself stop. Like, and I know I, I can feel people like getting sick of me and, and I can't stop. And, and um, Janice she got is addicted like, to that, like 15 seconds of fame. High. Yeah. Yeah. And Janice is like, you smell like a baby prostitute. <laughs> um, you know, of course. And, you know, Katie's wearing the C necklace and Regina's wearing the R necklace. And then we have the whole, like, you know, I saw her wearing army pants and flip flops. So I started wearing army pants and flip flops. Um, it, it, it is just, I like that the, there's a self-awareness there of Katie being like, I, I, I couldn't stop, but I, I knew, like, I knew people were tired of me, but I couldn't stop because it, it had, like, taken on, like, its own, like, thing. And she uh, didn't know how to stop either yeah. because she was turning into the person that she didn't want to be, which was, like, and Aaron calls her out on it. And he's like, you were a clone of this girl. At least she owns it. She knows she's a bitch. She knows all these things. You're trying to act like you're not. And that's even worse is that you you don't even realize, like, even if she kind of realized it internally um, with part of the internal internal dialogue, by the time it gets to that conversation with Aaron, she's like, like past that, even when um, she's like, was I the new queen bee? And she was supposed to go to the concert with her parents. And um, 
she should have just gone to the concert with her parents. But then when she goes and says, um, come on, like Janice has this art show. I really want to go to. Don't act like you like when Janice comes around and be like, oh, I forgot. No, like you used her as the excuse to get it, to have your party. And she should have, you know what? And even if she, they were like, you didn't invite me. It, at that point, it's a high school party and people just show up. So she could have just said, hey, here's part of the gimmick. Here's my party, you know, or let me go to your art show first and then we'll plan the rage after. Either way, like my parents aren't coming home till tomorrow. There's just so many different ways that that specific situation could have been handled and eliminated and non-existent. Um, But again, here we are. It's a movie. Well, you're talking about you're talking about Katie's party. I want to back up just a little bit more and talk about the the Swedish bar. So we have a lot of fat shaming here. So um, Regina keeps saying that she wants to lose three pounds. So the plan is to give her these Swedish bars, and they're like, "Oh, everybody in Africa reads Swedish." So they're like trying, you know, like, "Oh, it's water weight," you know, da 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 da. And then um, Regina's like, you know, is butter a carb? And there's this whole like three way call situation um, where Regina is just eating a French bread. She's just eating a loaf of bread. And, and I remember watching this last night. And I was like, gosh, I want I want some bread. Um, but then we have the really fantastic, like, I can't go out. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Um, but then we have Regina, who's in sweatpants. And we have Gretchen being like, you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. Um, and then Regina being like, well, those rules are... Are, are like dumb. Like I made up those rules, and they're like, "But what about this? And what about this? And what they about this?" They weren't dumb when it you wanted them to apply yeah. to everybody else. So I understand where Gretchen's frustration exactly. was. She's like, "Because I, I've been there. You didn't make that exception for me. Like, why is it?" So, like, to to your point, the the fat shaming, but she treat like she now she's being treated the way she was treating everybody else. Yes. And she's getting like really, really fat jokes. She's like, sweatpants are the only thing that fits me. And then um, she gets bumped and she's like, move fat ass. Like, well, oh, like this, the dress was only from like 157. Mm-hmm. You should try Sears. Like, I hated that. And that store really existed. No, I saw it. Yeah. It was like 135. Oh, 135. Uh, it yes. was like 135. But the store when we were growing up was 579. 579, which <sighs> the 579 was right across from the Torrid. And I was like, who the fuck <sighs> did this? That is like, mm. <laughs> you know, that, that TikTok sound where you're just gutted. Yeah, that one. Okay. So now we are back at the party. And the party, um, I think, is funny because. Um, Katie's like cheese, uh, you know, for you know eight people, and then it just like turns into a high school rager, which is hilarious. <laughs> She's sixteen. Okay, fine. Um, I mean, but the, anytime you find out somebody's parents were out of town, you knew the party was safe from the parents, not necessarily the cops. But you just learned to like get out. I do like that she's pounding like shots because she's nervous. Um, yeah. but then she gets, uh, she goes to up to her bathroom. She's like looking for Aaron the whole time. Like, right. She goes into the bathroom and she broke um, the seal. Yeah. She broke the seal <laughs> and she comes out of the bathroom and Aaron is in her room. And I, I got the ick right away. I was like, wait, ick. But then he says, like, do you want to go downstairs? Like he says oh. that first. I'm like, hey, do you want to go downstairs? And she said no. And I was like, okay, well, she said no. Okay, fine. But then I was like, but she's drunk. But I was like, this is her plan. Okay, okay, fine. And then I just went with it. But I like that scene because it was Aaron like, this is the girl that I wanted to know. Like, he's like, I don't want the plastic girl. 
And but then he he accuses her of being a plastic girl and says like you're just a like a clone, a clone of yeah. Regina, you know, and then she like throws up everywhere. But that I mean that was really 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 good. And then we have like Janice, right? We have Janice in the car and I really love Damien here being like I have a curfew, I can't stop this car. And he's just like slowly driving. He's like it's 110, it's 110, it's 110. It is just really really funny. Uh, I was just laughing really hard, but it is true here. What she says is like, you're using me for eighth grade revenge. Um, and then what is it? It's like, it's, uh, you know, not, it's not my fault you're in love with me. Um, <laughs> you are a mean girl. You're a bitch. And it's like, I want my pink you're shirt back. Girl. You're a mean girl, Caddy. You're a bitch. I want my pink shirt back. <laughs> it's, it's just good. It's just, it's just good. It's, it's a nice like fight here, but, but it is true though. Like, you know, it is, she is using, it is just a whole thing. It's just a nice little like back commentary to have in the back of our heads. Um, so I, I do love Regina's scream when she finds out from her like dumb boyfriend or whatever that those bars are to help you gain weight. Like her, her moment of just like betrayal, frustration, just has to scream it out. Like I've been, I, I've had a moment. Like I'm sure we've all had moments like that. Uh, it's just really funny to me. I don't know. I just I was like cackling, um, <laughs> but I'm just so fucking tickled that at Fugly Slut, Fugly Slut makes me laugh. Like I don't know why it is so funny to me, but it is. I will say, what rewatching that today or whenever it was for this episode. Um, I couldn't help but think the brilliance that is Regina George in that moment. She wrote some nasty shit about herself to so to not be implicated in all like that is some I praise the queen level. Like she thought that out and I was we love a smart queen, even if she was a bitch, even if she was all like the nasty things, she was smart about it and she and like, and she even tried to like get out of it in the gym scene too, where they're like, she's like, I don't think we should be here if we're not victims. And Tina's like, good point. Who's a victim of the? And you even have all the teachers raising their hand that they've been victimized. Of course, they've been victimized. You have, um, it's like her room. They were, they were like, oh my gosh, your room is great. Like it's the master ensuite with the balcony. I saw, I looked out the balcony. I was like, oh, she even has a water view. I don't know where in Indiana has the water view, but like go off. And, um, they're like, oh yeah, it was her parents. I was like, she manipulated her parents. Like good for her. But I also think of the dad in that scene when they're doing the Halloween, like when they're taking pictures in the room or she's just like crying. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> Uh, the the scene where the principal is confronting all of the girls about the uh, the burn book, uh, Gretchen tells him exactly what is going on. She tells him right up front. Gretchen says um, that they didn't write it, but Regina wrote it, and she's trying to frame all of them. Gretchen yeah. says that like verbatim to the principal, and he's just like, no, okay, but... And it just, like, totally dismisses her. And, like, we could have just solved it right there <laughs> if he had listened and followed up. Yeah, well, of course. It's like, he's like, tell me what happened. She does. Yeah. That's what happened. No, I don't I don't like that. I don't... Oh, because why believe a woman? Yeah. You're questioning me. But I... I props to Gretchen. She's like, I don't think my father's going to like this. 
because let's keep in mind they're juniors they're minors they're minors and then they keep getting questioned and she goes i will not make any further comments unless my parents or my lawyer are present like good good on her bad on the asian hate that we have here with the the asian girls like fighting each other um when the burn book comes out that they're both like sleeping with the coach that's gross um we have the mom pick me up i'm scared meme we have a (laughs) girls gone wild reference we have a gross black hair joke when the sprinklers go off and then we have the entire um gymnasium scene with the principal and tina because it's not like and you had brought this up earlier in the episode she doesn't have enough jobs going on. She's already, like, leading mathletes. She's leading the extracurricular. She has her, you know, she's she's teaching. And she has her job at her... She's bartending three times a week. You know, you have to assume, as a teacher, she has no days off because she's probably getting on, like, the most money days, which is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, as a bartender. So, like, maybe Sunday she gets a day of rest. Um and still has to lesson plan. Where's the guidance counselor? Where's the person who got their, you know, their undergrad, got their master's to do this as their career? Because that should be the person here. Um, you also brought up a good point about how, for the sake of this movie, it is just girls being isolated. But let's not forget, girls aren't the only ones who are also being victimized. Damien sneaks himself in there. You know, why does it have to be just girls? Like, uh, you know, it was more than, okay, you know, whatever. That's a whole, like, sexist thing. Uh, but Tina Fey has to, like, deal with it. Um, uh, you know, because the principal is like, oh, you have a wide set vagina. I can't do this. You know, Tina has to do it. Some kale shit right there. Yeah. But, you know, Tina Fey says something that kind of really bothered me. She says, um, you know, why are you calling yourselves sluts and whores? It makes it okay for men to to call you that, too. And it kind of got me thinking about the whole, like, reclaim the word conversation, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really interesting because, like, people people are doing that uh, a little bit, you know, with, like, slut walk and, like, Amber does all that stuff. But um, it, it was just, like, a, kind of a kind of a weird thing. Kind of a weird thing. Um, the the trust falls and the uh, the admissions of of people. I really love that because we have the diarrhea at Barnes and Noble, and of course we all know that that is a documented um, like thing. That's ha- a thing. That's, that's a, a like thing. A, yeah, yeah, it's a real thing to have to poop in a bookstore. Uh, so I just love that that is in here. She doesn't even go here, but then Janice spills all of Katie's shit. How do we feel about that? Uh, the thing where you know it comes from is that she saw that everybody was being truthful, whether it was like the girl, um, like even the girl, she's like, I'm sorry I called you fat. You're, she says something about like, you eat, be, you don't eat because I hate you or that, that one where she's like, whatever it was. It was more along the like she never apologized for hating her. That's what I rewatching. She was just like she was just owning it. She's like, I'm sorry for like having you feel that way, but I still hate you. <laughs> like even that was accepted. Like that's that's not going to change. I still hate you, um, but like sorry about it. <laughs> like, it's not going to change anything. Um, Katie just didn't want to take ownership of anything she she had fault in like maybe i understood her hesitation initially with like 
Mr. Norberry of like, if I'm the one who says it, then it's all going to be pinned on me. And I wasn't the only one involved. Um, it sh- I do. So if like you, she wanted to like do it on the side, it just kept going on and on and on. Instead of she's like, look, I did make that pass that comment in passing. Um, Ms. Norbert, you know, like pulled people aside. I just, I, I go back to a lot of things could have just been handled so differently, you know, because even with Janice putting all this stuff out there, like she, she did kind of take ownership of like, look, I wanted to help take Regina down. I get that. But I wasn't the only one involved. Uh, not tricky. Regina gets hit by a bus. Nice bookmark moment that we have there. Um, but then we have like disappointed janitor dad from Scrubs. That makes me sad. Um, you know, but he does comfort Katie and like kind of tells her what to do. And Katie now, um, as I said earlier, is back in the bathroom. So that's the second bookmark and, um, that kind of like closes that part of that story. Um, she's back in the bathroom. Uh, I do really like when they are, the cops come and they're like searching and like asking about drugs and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, we heard you had marijuana tablets and someone's like, what are marijuana tablets? <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, but then Katie does like say like, I wrote it. Um, and then, you know, it, it just, another thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is like the cops had to go and like, ooh, search Tina Fey's house. Like that was unacceptable. Like, come on. Why, why do we have to have, um, searching of the house? But then as you said, Jess, they, um, had to follow up with everything that was written in the book. Everything. So, you know, that's great for everybody. We have the mathletes whole situation. And when, so, um, like Katie, you know, doesn't, you know, I'm not going to go to the dance. I'm gonna, you're grounded, but I'm going to mathletes this whole thing. You know, mathletes, mathletes, the whole, the whole subplot with mathletes. Um, when they were doing the questions and stuff for mathletes, all in my head, I was just like, fuck, I hate math. Fuck, I hate math. Every, like, all of those questions are just like, God, I hate math so much. Um, Something that bothered me is why was it, like, girl on girl for math? And then they specifically, like, I, I understand. I understand what they were saying. Like, intelligence and, like, outside, it doesn't matter. We're all, like, smart, right? Like, right? But why did they specifically make that girl, like, so unattractive with the mustache and the face? Like, the whole, I just didn't, like, why? Well, then that was the first thing that... Kate, like the, how much growth has Katie had just yet? Because then that's the first thing that she's noticing. Ugh, look at her with her cheap lip gloss and her like her polyester, whatever. Like she was still focusing on appearances only. So how much growth has she done? Yeah, it was it was just like this weird thing. But then of course, like the limit doesn't exist. Um, you know, we have the whole. Th- it doesn't exist. The limit doesn't exist. I did like that. They got jackets. The, the jackets was like really. I like that a lot. Um, that that was just cute. And then we have the big dance. You know, we love the big dance number. Um, <laughs> I like the people voting. They're like, I'm voting for Virginia because she got, she hit, got hit by, by a bus. bus. They're like, I'm voting for Katie because she, she pushed, pushed her. her. It's, just, it's so funny. It's, it's so funny. A, it's such a, like, that's how I imagine people vote sometimes. <laughs> My, fa- okay, so I like, I know like the breaking up of the crown, you know, it's very iconic, obviously. Um, but my favorite part about this is that is the principle just being like people don't usually you don't have to do you can stop. You don't have to give a speech just like the whole time that she's like doing He's just like, OK, I'm fucking done. But she does the same thing. And she's all that Taylor Vaughn. She's like, and another thing for all you fuckers who didn't vote for me. And then they pull the plug. But she's still talking. <laughs> uh, 
The, so Katie, Katie wins. Like her parents are there. Like they were grounded, but he let her out. I just said, so funny. Could you imagine uh, your parents uh, just showing up? And she's not even there. Yeah, she's like, she's like doing something she's academically. Doing something else, yeah, and even she's like, but I'm grounded. Like I really need to go home. And, and even Tina Fey's like, like, you're already out. out. Like, <laughs> fucking, you're already out. I love that. Um, uh, so we have we have Katie. Katie's up there, right? She gets the boy, and then you know there's dancing. Whatever, everybody's happy. Um, Regina channels everything into sports. Karen does weather. Gretchen goes to the to the Asian group. Yeah, okay. she was speaking Thai or something. Yeah, and then uh, Aaron's at Northwestern, and um, Janice. I have Janice. What is Janice doing? She's. They're just like chilling. They're, they're just, just chilling. Yeah, yeah. It's like her and Kevin are dating. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. they're just like chilling on the lawn, and then the the clicks are broken. Yeah, the, well, more or less, the clicks yeah. still kind of exist because you learn that with Gretchen. But I think everybody kind of felt like there was less animosity because Karen's like part of the media team at school, but like here she was doing like a new friend's hair, um, and then Regina's walking by with like the girls from the lacrosse team or one of the girls, and she like they're just like acknowledging each other, like. It doesn't have to be like this crazy batshit thing, you know. And then we have the junior or then we have the the younger plastics almost get hit by a bus. Right. And boom. The end. And, and, and now credits. there's a mean girls too that nobody acknowledges. That nobody acknowledges <laughs> and the the musical that we saw. That we saw. That we saw. Oh, so good. And I even the musical, I mean, if I don't know how they if they're gonna bring it back or if they I love that you still have the cup. Um if they like, if they've recorded it, um, Broadway.com, like they have different platforms. Um, they modernized it to, you know, that where like texts were involved. And so how social media plays a role into like mean girls and like the mean girl quote unquote culture is still, like we said in this episode, is still like unfortunately heavily present. Um, in in a lot of different aspects, whether it's like still on social media, still um, in the workplace. I mean, you would think that like, okay, you're adults, but like sometimes it's even worse. (laughs) It's kind of wild. This movie really, really brought me back. It brought me back to the time. It brought me back to the mindset. It brought me back to like, Ugh, just just being bullied in like middle school yeah. but also um we haven't and we're at, we're at the end but it is important to acknowledge the fashion throughout this movie <sighs> the fashion I say, i'm glad you're going there yeah the fashion is iconic um i wore that shit i would still that shit is still in style now like it is all back now uh i'd wear most of it except for like you know some of the shirts uh i dig it kate uh lindsey lowen's um katie outfit during this oh i this is a trope that i love too now that we're talking about it the slow-mo scene walking down a hall in a high school Lo- love that and so past that, missy elliott's past that dutch is playing she's on the far left that outfit with the half zip sleeve and the ruffle mini skirt i would still wear to this day everything that they wore I would still wear to this day. Yes, still all the raw raw skirts. Uh, just oh my gosh, <sighs> um, this everything that they were wearing at the mall, like just just perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, a slow mo high school perfect. walking perfect, down. Perfect, the, perfect, 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 perfect. <laughs> uh, slow mo high school walking scene, iconic. Love it. Fantastic trope. Fantastic trope. A uh, good movie. Would recommend with uh, trigger warnings. Um, yeah. Iconic. You can absolutely see why it is iconic. 
And I am so glad that I was able to uh, sit down, take time, watch this unedited as an adult and really, really, really enjoy this. I really, yeah, I think it was, I think it's also just like you said, like you can sit down and watch and enjoy, but it was really, I feel like it's also really important to see how far we've come also um, to, to, to see, to look at it a little critically, you know, I think that's just as important. You know, we talk about things not aging well and you're like, you know, you kind of cringe for yourself and the culture that you're like, we thought this was okay, you know? Um, but it was fun. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad that you finally got to watch it, even w- with all its cringe and trauma triggers. Yeah. Oh, so fantastic. So fantastic. Uh, if you like us doing these movie episodes, uh, you're in luck because oh. we... <laughs> so you think we're going to do them anyway. <laughs> no, um, you're in luck because we have um, several lined up. Uh, for the future of really, really fantastic ones. So worry not. If you don't like these episodes, I apologize, but they are very fun for us. So fine. And maybe you get something out of it or maybe you're like, I've never watched it, but maybe I'll watch it now. You know, because that's a lot of that's what's happening with some of the things that we're watching because I haven't watched so many things. But it goes to what Laura said at the top of the episode too. There's so much content out there by the time you get around to it, something new is there. So you're focusing on the new and everything just keeps getting pushed, <laughs> pushed further and further back. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for this. Um, you know, y'all can find us at Acafe Podcast on Instagram. We're also both on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. And continue to feel free to join us on the journey and share kind thoughts and positive five-star reviews on your social platforms that you're listening. We appreciate you and thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.